Undercover Tapes Podcast Network presents... Welcome to Real Roundup! Yeehaw! Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Real Romance! Yay! Yay! There you go, false enthusiasm. Sorry, I wasn't. A, didn't get the memo. That's was okay. it in the company email? I don't read those. Nah, just skim it. I'm Robert, also known as Banffing Bob. With me today, as always, is my lovely wife, Brittany. Hi! And this is another real roundup. Cue westerny music. No, the westerny music already played at the beginning. No, but then... We're going to talk about all the movies we uh, watched over the month of April, right? And there were there were a few good ones and a couple of okay, okay ones. ones, I guess. Nothing super bad. Nah, there wasn't anything terrible. That movie came out a long time ago. But they did make a new cut of it, right? Four hours long. I heard there's a lot of movies now that are coming out with, like, quote-unquote, longer versions. The Zemo cut. Just two hours of him dancing in the club. You know, we really could use a TV show about Zemo and his butler. Just the adventures of Zemo and butler. It's like Batman, only he's an asshole. Isn't his name also Alfred? I don't remember. I don't know enough about Zemo's boy. I think they mentioned his name was Alfred in the show. His his old old man sniper dude, whatever he is. Bro, am I the only one that didn't realize that that was him at the end of the episode? It took me a second. I I was like, oh, how does he tie in? Is that Steve? Just because he's an old man. Oh no, his name is Ozeznik. Yeah, that's a fucking stupid name. <laughs> There's a- never gonna be Zemo and Ozeznik. From now on, I call him MC. Alfred. And MC Alfred. MC Alfred. So, let's go ahead and jump right in. So, we've got a lot of movies on the list. We'll start with a few that are kind of more minor, and then we'll end with all the movies we saw in theaters. Because we did actually get back out to the movies quite a bit comparatively. Mm-hmm. Like, not as much as maybe we used to. We used to go at least every week. Um, but we went a decent amount this time. Yeah. So Tried to. So, Shudder, in case you don't know, I think it's still running for a couple days. It might not be once this airs. Uh, they were running a promo where it was half off for six months. And we, we got rid of the trial because we were like, mm, it's too expensive, it's not really in the budget right now, but fuck it. Happy birthday, Brittany. Thank you. We ended up getting like six months for, what, like 20 bucks or something? It's $3 a month, so it's 18 18 right. So it was actually a really good deal, and with all the great content that Shudder has, we felt like it was well worth the, uh, the investment. But I've watched some movies on there that are freaking wild. But anyway, the movie we're actually going to talk about that we watched together... It was was a fucking trip, man. It's called Slacks. S-L-A-X-X. Yeah, but it's a play on the word, like, slacks, like a pair of pants. So, essentially, the the basic premise of the story is that there's a company, and it's kind of like your Aeropostale, American Eagle type, but they're really, like, environmentally conscious. Supposedly. Right? They're all about organic stuff, and... You know, not exploiting child labor and everything being just on the up and up. Because of that, they sell their jeans for like ridiculous prices. Like a hundred and some dollars. And and they're super uptight, like like nose in the air, pretentious assholes. Well, put it this way: so they the we're following this girl who's a brand new hire, and they're like, "Oh, you're starting." And they're, but you have to wear our merchandise. And she's like, I am wearing your merchandise. And they're like, no, that's from last month. That's like three seasons ago. So they make her spend like a hundred and some dollars and tell her she can't use her employee discount yet in order to start work. So, so we already know that they're like Garbage. super duper shit. Um, and they're about to debut this brand new pair of jeans that is not only supposed to make you look amazing, it literally shrinks 
or I guess expands, I don't know, yeah. to your perfect size jeans. Yeah, you buy roughly the size of jean you have, and based on the like the fabric itself, when it gets heated, it will expand or contract in such a way... To fit you perfectly right. and make you look amazing. It, it, it's all fucking nonsense, but at the very least, they tried. But right? turns out, this pair of jeans is haunted. Not just this pair of jeans. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, this whole batch of jeans. Right, but I mean, we don't know why yet, but, uh, you know, there's going to be this big launch event, and the place is on lockdown while they're getting ready, and this one girl, she tries on a pair of these pants early, just because, right? Like, as part of the rollout, she's like, well, I'm going to wear a pair of these pants. Essentially, people just start going missing, and they've, all the people that go missing have been putting on the pants. Or being near the pants, or the pants have been you know, sabotaging them. And it's it's really strange at first. Like, the one girl, bless her heart, the one who's wearing the pants, it, like, tightens up to a point where it, like, cuts her at the waist, like, in half. I mean, the audience knows the whole time the pants are killing people. Like, there's not a point where the audience is like, what's happening? It's just the other people in the cast don't know what's going on. Yeah. And essentially... It turns out that this company isn't as good as they said they were, and they've been lying about everything. They're garbage. They're just as garbage as everyone else. But we already knew they were fucking garbage, because the way they were treating people. And it just, the pants go on a killing spree. Yeah, and it's very bloody and very gory, but also, like... So funny. It's hokey, like... And speaking of hokey, let's talk about the hokey pokey, okay? So, there's this one woman, and she's Indian, but she's like... She's trying to deny her, her familial roots and things. So but she's also, like, she tries to use it to get out of doing work. Yeah, so she's a human being, right? But she's by herself, like, folding clothes and things and listening to some uh, some music. I don't know what it's it called. Some kind of Indian, or something. I don't remember. I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, that. but essentially it's a type of Indian music. And in the back, the pants, like, perk up and start, like, dancing to it Bollywood style. And they catch it on camera, and that's how later they find out that these pants will respond to Indian. Apparently the pants are a young Indian girl. Yeah. That was accidentally caught by her scarf, which this is the dumbest, one of the, not the dumbest part, it's one of the dumbest parts in the movie. I understand that it's your culture to not take off your headscarf. But you're working. But if your headscarf gets caught in the machine, you take that off before you die. Everyone will forgive you for taking off so you didn't die, but she didn't, so it sucked her all the way into the machine and cut her up, and then she was processed into the cotton that made these jeans. They end up trying to subvert it, and the boss is just the fucking worst. He is. He's really he is the worst. He's such an asshole. Can we blame Aren't him? Aren't they always? Yes. <laughs> we can absolutely blame this motherfucker, because uh, he sabotages them, and more people end up dying because he's like... You know that guy in the movie that always, like... Is selfish. Okay, he he fucking U.S. agented the thing, right? They're, they were doing a good thing. They were coming to an agreement, and then boom! Like, why why would you jump in and try to ruin a good thing? And everyone dies because of it. But overall, it's funny. It's gory. It's it's definitely a horror comedy. Yeah. The premise is really weak, but it's don't I, take, I don't care. Don't take it too seriously. It's about killer pants. Can you really take it that seriously? We've also watched movies about uh, killer beds and killer clowns, and there's there's a one about a killer recliner out there. That looks so funny, but so bad. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I liked it a lot. It, it wasn't a great movie, but nah, it was really fun. It's a time fun. killer. It was fun. Yeah, for sure. 
So the next movie on our list is a kind of a choose-your-own-adventure movie mm-hmm. called You Versus Wild, and there's apparently a whole TV series about it on Netflix. Yeah, but it's a Bear Grylls thing, and we never really watched the show. What is it on Discovery Channel or this? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that, maybe Nat Geo. But he essentially goes through the wild and like shows you little tips and tricks on how to survive. And You Versus Wild is essentially this story that's set up where there's a wildlife reserve in Africa. And apparently somebody cut the wires on the electric fence. And so a lion runs off in one direction, a baboon runs off in another, and you also have to worry about repairing the fence. Right. And so it makes you choose what order to do them in and how to approach certain situations with the wild animals or with the environment. I mean, some choices you always end up the same place, but there are definitely a lot of ways that you can end up differently. I think we went through a couple times. Yeah. And the order you go in also matters, too. Like, if you go for the baboon first versus the lion, it severely affects... The Where the lion is and when you, whether you can catch it. Yeah. The baboon could go free, like, could completely be gone if you went for everything else first. It definitely makes sense to kind of prioritize properly. Also, you can make bear girls eat a lot of gross stuff, including a leech. It's like, it's like should I swallow it whole? You're like, that's disgusting. Yes, do that. Absolutely eat the leech hole. I was kind of disappointed that the protein didn't, like, add more to the story. Because he's like, a boost of energy could be really helpful. He didn't even fall to his death. That no. was bullshit. We, he did die the one the one. Oh way. my gosh, that there's, was so funny. There's, like, a secret way that you can go, and he ends up getting uh, killed by a hippo. Yeah, but it's kind of out of nowhere. Like, you're watching, and it's like, are you sure you want to go that way? Yes. What are you doing trying to kill me? And then he, like, narrowly survives just to get eaten by a hippo. And it was it was kind of a jump scare, and we both thought it was really hilarious. Overall, it was a fun interactive experience. It's not necessarily a movie, but it much was, like Slacks, it's just... It's a time killer. It's, it's something to do for fun. It was fun. Uh, so the other Netflix movie we watched was Thunder Force. Okay. Uh, would you like to explain the concept of Thunder Force? Okay, well... Uh, some of you may know that there's going to be an episode of Real Romance coming up shortly about superhero movies that work and superhero movies that don't. And we're going to be focusing on the ones that really don't work. But we wanted to watch a movie to get the nasty taste of mank out of our mouth from Oscar season, because mm-hmm. that was awful. So we decided to watch Thunder Force. And the premise is that there are some childhood friends, and they live in a world where some people have superpowers, but the only ones who get superpowers are sociopaths. And so they're, they're known as miscreants. And they're running around, and they're all villains, so there's really no heroes. And one of the girls ends up becoming an orphan or something similar because her parents, who are working on a serum to recreate the superhero stuff for normal people, they end up getting killed. So she tries to continue her parents' work, and the two friends, they end up growing apart at the, what is it, 20th high school reunion? Something like that. I think it's the 20th high school reunion. They end up coming back together, and she she has the formula, but Melissa McCarthy's character... Accidentally takes the first dose. Like an idiot, okay? like They're like, don't touch anything, and then she just touches everything. But she ends up getting super strength over the period of several injections into her face and ass. and So she has to get whatever. the injections. And the other power is invisibility. And you just have to drink these, like, pills. Right? Yeah. Like, you take these pills and there's a couple drinks you have to drink. Right. They're trying to rid the city of this really big supervillain. Like, she shoots lasers, right? 
I guess that's what you would call him, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of, like, lower minions and things. Bateman? Yes, Jason Bateman plays the, the crab, and he has these big crab claws, and that's really his power. But it's it's just hilarious, like... Well, he's only half miscreant. Right, but he, like, acts like a crab, and, I mean, he eats, you know, raw chicken and shit. Like, it's just um, real. Also, Melissa really McCarthy eats raw chicken, remember? Yeah, it's so disgusting. She's, like, slurping it down and stuff. Because that's all she wants to eat with her new powers. It's fucking gross. It is gross. Okay. But they end up teaming up, even though they're in very different places in their lives. Melissa McCarthy is, is really blue-collar, while uh, Octavia Spencer's character, she's very, very smart and educated even I don't know why she would be the one to take it to take all the stuff you would think they would have somebody you're right you a little bit more super heroic wouldn't you, you well you wouldn't get the person that like created the serum to take it to, for the first test trial because what if it didn't work and then you don't have that person because they thought it could kill her yeah they're like what if it doesn't work and you you know you don't have that smart person to do it again yeah, it's, it's, they didn't think it through very well. Around all this, there's also a big election going on in the background. This big supervillain keeps trying to derail one of the main opponents, who calls himself The King. Not King, The King. Spoiler alert, turns out that he's also a supervillain, but he's trying to, like, hide it. Because, like he's not. because once he's the mayor, like, he can, he can get away with a lot more stuff. Thunder Force, as they start calling themselves keep getting in the way of all these petty thefts and and attacks by the miscreants. They end up endorsing the competition who ends up winning the election. There's also a side love interest story between the crab and Melissa McCarthy. Mm Mm-hmm. It's awkward. Uh, But there's some really fun superhero moments, but it is done very cheesy. So, with that being said, Mm -hmm. let's move on to the movies that we watched in theaters. Earlier in the month, late, well, actually almost late last month, we watched a movie called Nobody. And this movie was essentially about this guy whose house gets broken into, and he decides not to fight back. And they get away, and they still, they don't steal very much money. So it's not even really worth it. Um, Yeah. But apparently they end up stealing his daughter's kitty cat bracelet. But apparently they didn't even steal it, right? Didn't he find it somewhere else? Yeah, I think so. He goes and tries to get it back from them, uh, but they don't have it. And he realized he was going to kill them, but then he sees that they have a kid and they're just trying to get money for this kid's, like, surgery or something. He decides not to. However, on his way back on the bus, there's these guys harassing the bus driver and this girl on the bus. Yeah, and they're acting like they're going to, like, rape this girl or whatever. He's like, you know what? I had a hard night, and I'm, I need to let some some steam off, so... He ends up just, like, kicking the shit out of these five fully capable grown men. They're kind of like gangster types. Yeah, they're like Russian mobsters. And the movie itself, the main character, he's, like, in his 50s, right? It's the guy who plays Better Call Saul. I forget his name. I don't know. I can't remember every actor's name. Yeah, but he he did a really amazing job. Uh, It turns out... These guys were part of, like, this Russian syndicate thing. Yeah, one of the guys, he was, like, the nephew or cousin or whatever. Yeah. Of the mob boss. The main character, he's a nobody, but a nobody... He, he was an accountant in the war, remember? And so his kid thinks he did nothing. Apparently, an accountant was code word for, like, a fixer, basically. Oh, no. It, it was an auditor. Auditor. You're right. Not accountant. Yeah. And, the, yeah, but that... 
basically he would go and take care of the missions that nobody could do and they were very secret and he would kill people for the government right um but then there was one mission where he couldn't kill the guy he was like this guy i just feel bad for him and he went back to later and turned out the guy had actually turned his life around and so he was like i want that so he decided to get out of the game mm-hmm. got himself a family got himself you know two kids he buys a business mm-hmm. and i mean he's taking care of his dad christopher lloyd in the nursing home yeah we don't want to ruin everything but the shit hits the fan super hard and this is very much in the vein of John Wick. Yeah, the Russians are coming after him. But uh, he ain't no weakling. No uh, helpless little kitten on the street. Oh, yeah, no, he, he gets out of a ton of tight spaces. Like, he should not have gotten out of it. And yet he somehow pulls through and it, gets out. It's pretty much exactly like John Wick. But um, I, I will say that, like, near the end, the table's kind of turn and he starts to take more of control of the situation rather than being reactive he gets really proactive and starts like instigating things like oh you're gonna come after me oh. I'll, I'll give you something to go I after don't, right? i don't want to ruin it but what he does to the russians mm, beautiful he just did they deserved it they deserved too. every second of it i love it so but i really like this movie it was it's a great action flick it was a surprise movie that i did not think i was going to enjoy that much but it was actually so good. Yeah, because you watch the trailers, you're like, oh, you know, it's just an action flick, whatever. We've seen it before, you know, in Taken and John Wick and the kind of the vengeful father figure that's going out and trying to, you know, exact his revenge. And, and it was really funny. Yeah, it was surprisingly hilarious because I said Christopher Lloyd is the dad. We watch it and there's a lot of, like, great quips and one-liners and the way that he kind of banters with the people who are trying to kill him is just very well played it's not like sometimes they come across as like corny and lame yeah like spider-man stuff but this well-placed humor not that spider-man is lame no but his jokes are his jokes are corny uh and the next movie we caught which was kind of like a small movie we kind of decided to go to last minute was a movie called an unholy Mm -hmm. and it stars jeffrey dean morgan and some other people whose names I don't remember. Right, but, Je- I mean, we like him. He was in Supernatural, Walking Dead, The Watchmen. He's been in a lot of really fun stuff. So this this movie was a little bit different than what we've seen him in before. It's a horror movie. Jeffrey's character is bad. He's trying to make this story. He's a washed-up reporter who lied to make some cool stories to get famous. Now no- almost nobody will hire him. And he gets sent out to this cattle mutilation but uh, really, it's just some guy's son shaved the ACDC logo into this cow. Like, yeah. it, the cow's not hurt. It's just his fur. Yeah. Fur? Do cows have fur or hair? I think they have fur. Uh, but so he finds this old creepy doll in this tree, and he breaks it. And he's like, oh, no, oops, somebody broke this doll, and it caused cattle mutilations. <laughs> oh, no. And so he's going to sell the story that way. Well, apparently this doll was holding some spirit. And essentially, the rest of the movie is him following this she was previously deaf right yes and she couldn't speak she gets possessed by this spirit called mary and everyone just assumes it's the virgin mary mm-hmm. but some things are going down that makes it seem real shady like it maybe it's not the virgin mary maybe it's really a deep a, a demon which i guess it was kind of spoiled by the opening scene where we see like these it's a really creepy scene where it's like a witch trial. It's like your point of view is you're the witch. And they, like, nail this thing on this girl's face. 
and then they set her on fire. But, like, you're looking out through the eye holes, like, this is happening to you, which I thought was an interesting way to film that. But, yeah, and they kind of trap her soul inside of a baby doll, right? It, yeah, they had some name for the dolls. I don't remember. Turn baby, I think. Yeah, it sounds right. Basically, Jeffrey's character is trying to investigate, and he manages to convince this girl that he's this the best reporter, and so she likes him, and so he gets an exclusive. So all the other news sites are trying to get through him, and he's working with, like, the Catholic Church, and they're all doing this exclusive on her, trying to prove if this is a miracle yeah. or not. She starts healing people and shit. And that's amazing, And but they think he has, like, ulterior, ulterior motives to try to get... You know, back into the limelight. I mean, he does, though. He does, but he's actually, like, sincere this time. It just happens that he was the one on the scene. So they're doing all these healings, and she's doing all this miraculous shit. But meanwhile... People that start finding out the truth start dying. Yeah, it's like they, they, they pledge their loyalty to Mary, thinking that it's the Virgin Mary. Then when they're like, oh, well, I'm just going to go back to my old vices. Or, you know, maybe I don't believe anymore. She just starts, like, fucking killing him. Turn, turns out, Mary was the name of the girl at the beginning, and she'd been given superpowers by the devil. So it's not like the new girl who is mute is possessed by the devil, but rather, like, she's working powers through Mary. For who is trying to take over her soul, basically. Yeah. And if enough people soul. believe, like, she'll be able to reincarnate into this girl's body. Yeah, essentially. It's really creepy stuff. Some really cool deaths... Uh, some really creepy jump scare moments. Mary's character is super creepy because her spirit be haunting everybody, killing people, and yeah. she's definitely creepy looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a solid horror film. It wasn't anything, like, special to write home with. It wasn't The Conjuring or anything, but it was good. Yeah, it was... I, I tend to agree with that. I was going to say that, you know, it's it's okay. There are a lot of movies that we can say are good without them being standout, like... Sinister, a standout horror film. Happy Death Day to You, super fun. That's standout because it's very different and right. it's memorable. This is pretty generic, but I liked it. I think Jeffrey did a good job. This felt a lot like The Nun. Yeah, it did feel a lot like The Nun. It, it wasn't a period piece like The Nun, but it still had the same general feel. But The Nun is a good movie, so... I like new horror movies and I'm, I'm always here for a decent one. Yeah, for sure. Alright, so let's get the two main event movies. Yeah, the ones everyone cares about. Let's start with Godzilla versus Kong. Hashtag Kong wins. Okay, so when we did that podcast with everyone, all of you guys, except for like me and what, Al? I forget. I that, think it was me and Al. I said, think three of the eight said that Godzilla would win, and five said that Kong would win. Godzilla won. Cause... Obviously. No, okay. I wanted Kong to win because I knew he didn't have a chance in hell. At winning, and I really kind of wanted to root for the underdog. So, but yeah, you wanted Kong to win, and I was like, nah, Godzilla gonna win. So I won. Yeah. Team but, Godzilla. But you didn't win anything, just you won the obvious. And by the way, I said from the very, very beginning what the big twist was gonna be because I seen it a mile away, and they do it all the time. You don't want to say exactly what happened, but they did the same thing in Batman vs. Superman. This wasn't a damn fucking Sherlock Holmes movie. I know, but like, you know, even before the thing, it's like Batman vs. Superman. Then they fight each other, then they reconcile, then they then they team up for a bigger threat. You know... Same shit happened. When we left off, Godzilla had just kicked the shit out of King Ghidorah, 
teamed up with Mothra to try to kill him. And that was really cool. And that was like a few years ago in the, the MonsterVerse that's happening, right? Meanwhile, Kong is off on his Skull Island. He is discovered by people, but he's kind of living on his own. So at the beginning of this movie, Kong is actually in a big giant facility on Skull Island in a big giant dome essentially to keep him in check. And he low key mad about oh, it. Oh, he pissed. He's like he's like shredding trees and throwing them like spears at the big dome to try to break out. And he's wild. Like he's really angry. They find out that Godzilla is attacking places out of nowhere and we don't know why. And so they decide that the best way to try to stop Godzilla is to go to the center of the earth, right? Yeah, I forget exactly why they wanted to go there. They Essentially, needed... there's like a power source or something in the center of the earth. That, yeah, that's why the bad guys wanted to go there, but they didn't explain why. I, they convinced them that they should take Kong there. Right, because Kong would have like... A safe place to be. No, not th well, that's why they... Convince the good guys to go there. Right, but Kong would have a direct path when they get there to, like, the weird, empty, hollow earth theory. When they get to the hollow earth, he'll have a direct path to where whatever power source that they're trying to key into that all these big, giant kaiju have access to. It's a big, giant monster movie. There's a lot of plot that happens. Most of it is forgettable. They're transporting Kong on a ship to try to get to the hollow earth. And Godzilla comes and just smashes it to bits. Then they fly Kong to Antarctica where they go to the Hollow Earth. And Godzilla essentially stays out of it for the most part until evil corporation like awakens yeah, that's like the, the power. Side plot. They have gotten Ghidorah's skulls. And they are trying... Because Ghidorah could talk between his skulls apparently. I... Yeah. They're like psionic because it's a three-headed beast. So somehow... No, two-headed. Three-headed. Three-headed, they, okay. they just only have two there. Right, okay. Or is it two-headed? I, I don't remember. I thought it was three. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They've got two skulls. Uh, so they have put one skull inside of this uh, Mecha Godzilla, And they are using the other skull. This guy sits in this chair inside of it and like... He pilots it. Yeah. Essentially. I don't know how that works. Like, I would have thought that the brains would have been connected, not the... Skulls. It's all... You have to suspend this belief Don't worry on this. about that. Don't worry about it too much, right? So they're they're trying to unlock this power source from Hollow Earth in order to power the Mecha Godzilla because the amount of raw power that it takes... Is a lot. It's like draining cities. And so they need to really get that power. Now, we know Godzilla is like a nuclear reactor, right? He has his big, giant atomic blasts, and that has to come from somewhere. Right, so... Godzilla, though, is pissed about Mechagodzilla. Yeah, because he can feel what they're trying to do. He's also kind of keyed in to what's happening. So he's trying to thwart it. But people on the outside just see him, like, attacking, attacking Beijing or whatever it is. Was it Hong Kong? I don't even remember. It was Japan. No, it was Hong Kong. Oh, you're right. Oh, well. Why didn't... I just don't understand why they wouldn't take Godzilla to, to Japan. That's where Godzilla's like, from. Exactly. He already torn up Japan so many times. <laughs> they have a keep out Godzilla sign on every fucking shore. It's like, no Godzilla here. <laughs> Robert. Take, take your... Take your Godzilla cookies somewhere else. Okay? <laughs> Bullshit. They don't like to buy them $5 boxes of cookies in January? No. But, so he goes and he attacks them to try to stop Mechagodzilla... 
and Kong somehow like pops up through the ground like like Super Mario. No, you don't remember. He gets like shot up. It's when they're in the bottom or the under Earth or wherever it is, wherever the hell it is. Like they shoot through the Earth with that magic like nuclear powered garbage, and. He he dives in. Yeah, like and, Super Mario. But blah, like blah, blah. he goes down, and then when the gravity turns back around, I guess he just climbs. Yeah, I guess. Or maybe the momentum just shoots him up. Yeah, maybe maybe it's like a uh, Heimdall in Thor. He's just like Rainbow Road in that shit, and just like shoots out. Because initially he is falling. Also worth noting in the Hollow Earth, like he apparently finds out. That Kong definitely kicked Godzilla's ass down there. Yeah. Like, unequivalently. So we know that Kong can do it. But he ends up making this big giant axe using one of his scales. That was then. This is now. He's old now. Godzilla's no, no. not. Kong is just a weak boy. He's just a happy, friendly boy. He hasn't been exercising in a long time. Right, but there's he makes this axe out of one of his big giant, like, Fin scales, like scales, yeah, yeah, one of the one spikes that comes out of his back, and he ends up using the nuclear it. ones, the ones that get all blue and go. <sighs> those. And so when Godzilla's trying to fight him off with his atomic breath, it ends up like absorbing the power and redirecting it, and so Kong actually has some a power. weapon to fight with. But in the end, Godzilla just got some big scaly skin. He's super hard to, to beat. You ever try to stab an alligator? That's what that the movie was like. Yeah. It's like that you couldn't... There's no soft spot on the guy. So even if Kong is like punching the hell out of them, there's just no Imagine getting Imagine you gave a monkey a, a knife and told him to stab an alligator. That's what this movie would be like. He couldn't stab the alligator. I'd pay to see that shit. <laughs> Robert, that's Absol- cruel. Absolutely. That's, that's real life Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> five five dollars on the monkey. So but Monk loses, right? <laughs> Kong, he's fighting. He's not a monkey. He's he, an ape. He goes and he fights and he tries his best, but Godzilla's just like, I'm gonna kill you, but I'm just gonna leave you here to die instead. Well, actually, he was dying, but then they have to use their ship and blow it up to yeah, like to bring him back to life, like a giant defibrillator. Right, because Godzilla is now like seeing Mecha Godzilla come and attack the city, and it's like, fuck. Godzilla gets pissed. He's big and metal. Like, Pickles is pissed. Pickles was fucking pissed, and so they're fighting, and Godzilla is clearly losing to Mecha Godzilla. Team up time, just like in Batman versus Superman, and even though Kong is clearly the Batman here. He makes himself useful, and he, like, jumps on Mechagodzilla's back while Godzilla punches the shit out of him Okay, or Kong's way better than Batman. And I'm just saying, like, compared to Godzilla, like, he doesn't have any powers. He's just big. At least he's... Big and strong. At least he's strong. Batman... Look at, look at Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck ain't been strong in a while. But as you know, I don't like Batman, so... Taking into account the main monster movies we've seen, right? There was the 2014 Godzilla... And the 2018 Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2015 or 16 that we had Kong Skull Island. I'll tell you, Kong's, And then we had this one. Which Kong one? Kong Skull Island is the worst. It just wasn't, like... It wasn't that great. It was okay. The stakes weren't as big on that one, I don't feel. Uh, I liked Godzilla, King of the Monsters the best. I agree. But I think this one is second. Uh, similarly, because I liked seeing the other monsters. Like, I liked Mothra quite a bit. I felt like that was more of an epic. 
Right, you get to see Rodan and Mothra and Who do you think? King Ghidorah. Do you think they'll make another one? Mm. They made some money. It did make some money. But okay. I'm trying to think of what what other big things would they be able to... Ultraman? You're going to have them fight Ultraman? I saw a theory that maybe they would bring in like other non-Kong Godzilla universe creatures. Like the 80-foot tall woman and stuff like that. Or whatever, hundred, whatever it is. I don't remember, but that bitch but you don't know, die. You know what I'm talking she about. She is so dead, though. But there are other ones that like giant monsters and stuff. Yeah, have them fight the Power Rangers. No, realistically though, Pacific Rim essentially tackled this same type of thing, only it was its own franchise, so you can't really bring in Pacific Rim type stuff. So I mean, there could be a lot of other things they could bring in. I think that there is more stuff they could do, and I I would be down to see it. I'd watch it if, if he fought Barney the Dinosaur. Just let me see Godzilla, Godzilla kicking ass. Godzilla versus the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. Don't they also own Ghostbusters? Do, 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 do. I don't know what company makes do, Ghostbusters. Do, 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 do. So we googled it. Uh, Sony owns Ghostbusters. So that, I guess that wouldn't work. Crossover. That's how Sony makes all their money anyway. Yeah. Just, but they just don't cross over with WB. Why Maybe not? if Marvel was Godzilla. Avengers versus Godzilla. I bet there's a comic about oh, that. Oh, I'd read the shit out of that. Uh, but no, there's there's some cool Marvel-like monsters that could fight it. There's Galactus. There's Fink Fang Foom. There's there's some fun Marvel characters. I think Galactus could... is a little uh, out of Godzilla's league, I feel like. But they're big. Big, strong boy. Okay, but big isn't the only criteria to fight Godzilla. Big, strong boy. You're a big strong boy. You gonna fight Godzilla? Yes, I'll fight him. Just bounce him off your belly. I'll I'll team up with Kong and and good chunk here. That's she, Cassie, by the way. She's a chunk. She says that she's team Godzilla. So I'm dead. All right. So the last one that we're gonna be talking about was a big blockbuster that just came out this last week, and that was the remake reboot, I guess. Whatever you wanna call it. Of a uh, Mortal Kombat with a K because it's the video game. They didn't even spell it right. Oh my god. That, that, was, that was a really great line in the movie. Just to get it off your chest, what did you think of the movie as a whole? I really liked it. Uh, I've never played the game. Full disclosure. I mean, I've played similar games. I've played like fun, like, a, a few rounds, but I've never actually played like campaign mode or anything. And nothing recent. It was all like the old arcade game. Style, yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, I got everything out of it I could, I feel like. I feel feel like it was a great video game adaptation. Yeah, even though you haven't played it at all. Plot of the movie is that Cole Young, he's a fighter who's kind of... I mean, he's good, but he's not as good as he used to be. So now he just gets his ass kicked for 200 bucks. Right, but another guy named Jax finds him and he's like, Hey, you have this scar? Well, uh, it's totally the mark of this clan that has fights with Outworld, which is like a different dimension... For the fate of the Earth. And if we lose, Earth goes to hell. Essentially. They take it over. And so, Jax ends up uh, trying to take him to go train with Sonya, Blade. She doesn't have a mark, but they are trying to get to this training ground. There's also a guy who they have in custody named Kano, who is absolutely hilarious in the movie. Even though these are all video game characters, I'm basing the review on what was in the movie. Right. Okay. Kano's like this Australian guy, and he's just kind of a, a badass who fucks shit up and swears all the time, and he's hilarious. And he has a laser eye. Later. That happens later. But oh. yes, definitely laser eyes. But not like Cyclops. 
is, How does your power a laser eye when he different. just has, like, a regular eye? Where does the laser come from? I don't know. The punch force dimension? Is that a thing? That is actually Cyclops from the X-Men. That's not, that's not Kano at all. Sub-Zero keeps showing up and screwing things up, right? Sub-Zero ends up freezing off Jax's arms and ripping them off. And even in the beginning, there's a sequence back in, like, the 1600s in Japan where Sub-Zero ends up killing a guy who is kind of like Scorpion. Not just him, but his whole family and oh, yeah. the whole village, basically. Sub-Zero's an asshole, but he's really, really cool, and that is definitely a pun. But after Jax's arms get freezed off and Sonya and Cole and Kano are out in a cabin in the middle of nowhere, there's this big giant, what is it, like a lizard dragon thing that attacks them? Sure. And Kano kills it and they end up flying over to this temple where they meet up with uh, Liu Kang who has fire powers and guy with a spinny hat, Kung Lao. It's really cool. It's like a blade frisbee hat. Yeah, it's way cooler than it sounds. Like you describe it and it sounds lame AF. Yeah, but... Like, there's all sorts of scenes where people strike poses and moves that look like they're from the game. They'll do things that look like an opening or end sequence. Kano from wins. Exactly. And, you know, fatality and uh, flawless victory. All these things kind of come into play with catchphrases. But the Outworld folks, they end up coming and they're just going to take over. They're like, we've beat you nine times in a row. You don't really have a chance. But they've been cheating this whole time. Yeah, so. that, they're, they play dirty. The guy who's in charge, I think his name is Saiyan, or Raiden. Raiden, he has electrical powers, and he puts this big electrical force field around the training arena until all the players can unlock their inner... It had a name. But yeah, but, but it's... with a, a K. Yeah, it, it's, but it's essentially their... Kairu? Something nah, like that. It, it's, it's, it's their inner essence that unlocks their power, like Kano's laser eye or the fire hands for, for Liu Kang. Yeah. They're training, and they're not really getting very far. They're trying to figure everything out, and Jax obviously starts to grow his arms back like in the, the video game. And by the end, they do have a Mortal Kombat type of tournament, even though it's not technically tournament style. We do see them fight each other to see who is the ultimate winner of this Mortal Kombat. It's called Arcana. That's Ar what their power is. That's why is. you thought it started with a K. Mm -hmm. Right, Arcana. But yeah, that's that's essentially the plot of it. And the fight's fucking fun. Overall thoughts, since you don't really want to go through any sort of well, spoiler I mean, stuff. I don't want to ruin the experience for them. That's true, and it's definitely worth going to see. I would say, if you can, go see it in either Dolby or IMAX. But we always say that. All the no, good we movies. All the good movies. No, all the big blockbuster movies. We went and saw Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Kong, and then we saw this one. Those are really good in, in the big screen. Uh, I mean, something like Unholy. I, just go see it at the cheap, you know, hell, $2 Tuesdays or whatever it is at your theater. Yeah. Um, but it was, the screen looked amazing. Like the fire and the ice with all the... And like some of the Outworld characters had some really cool powers on screen too. There was a super speed character. There was one that was like a dragon... One of the ladies, uh, Melina, she has, like, a big giant mouth full of teeth. Oh, it's terrifying. She, she can also, like, teleport. Yeah. You forget that. Yeah. She had, like, talons and things. Very, very cool fighting styles. But it looks like it's out of the game. Like, it was a sequence. And even in the last tournament-style thing, it doesn't show one fight from start to finish. I love that it bounces between fights, so it keeps it interesting the whole time. You don't get bored with one fight and then move on to the next. Because they're happening concurrently. So do you think there'll be a sequel? I know that they 
planted a lot of seeds for a sequel. I really hope that if they go in and they actually listen to the fans and find out what they want to do with the plot, they could really have a good one, especially with Johnny Cage. Now, there was a kind of a fan outcry that Johnny Cage wasn't in Mortal Kombat because he's a main character in both the original movies and in the game series, but they definitely tease him coming in to a sequel like Power Rangers did with the Green Ranger. Mm -hmm. So if they do decide to do it, there's already a basis there. We're going to get Johnny Cage. We're going to do it again. I think that it was smart, though, not to put him in this movie. That way, to give other characters like that are lesser known some spotlight. Right. Like, the, the main character of this is obviously Kano. To me, it was. Like, I know Cole Young is the main character, and the, the plot is driven around him and his family and him trying to find his Ar arcana. Real talk, Kano, he was hilarious. He had the best lines, all the greatest jokes. He's the one who kept the the tension and the conflict always at the surface between the people who are training. Right. Given that I've seen Annihilation, this had so much better graphics. I think that there's a lot of opportunity to still bring back the old characters, even though they quote-unquote get killed off. Because at the end of the movie, the dark guy, whatever his name was, is like... Oh, death's only the beginning, basically. Well, he's like, death is only another plane of existence. You're thinking of the mummy. I know, but it's the same thing. Yeah, I guess. Same quote, different words. Yeah, tomato, potato. I know, I'm really <laughs> excited. I hope in the next movie they bring back... I know Milena has a twin sister named Princess Katana. Or, I don't know if they're, like, actually twins, but I know that they're, like, twin characters in the game. I'll be really excited if they bring her character in because I'd love to see a couple more female characters in the next movie. This one, this one tried. But... It did the best it could. It had three, uh, two female villains and a female on the hero side. Right, so if but we that's could, not much. If we could see one more female on the hero side, that would certainly balance things out. At least there weren't a bunch of just white men running around. This does not pass the Bechtel test, though, does it? They they don't talk about anything but fighting, and there's not enough women to actually talk to each other outside well, of they, they, anything else. You know, the Bechdel test is they just have to talk to each other about something that isn't a man. But you have to have enough women in the story to actually do that. You only have to have two. But, it's, but you don't you never have that conversation in this movie. That's yeah, why Sonya Blade talks to that Morena chick. They have a conversation while they fight, and it counts. I, know, I don't know if that counts. counts it counts. It counts? Okay. I said it, it counts. The characters were much more relatable, and I felt like I cared more about the characters in this one than I ever did before, and even though I'm not like going to go buy the game or anything, mm -hmm. I want to see what happens to Cole and, you know, Jax and everybody on the hero side. I wouldn't be surprised if they put out a new game with these characters as the leaders. Maybe. Maybe a PS4, Xbox game. P it will be PS5 now, I guess. Whatever. For, for, the, for the rich people who the, go out and get their PS5s. They're still making PS4 games. I know it. But I mean, overall, how many popcorn buckets would you give this one? We haven't been giving popcorn buckets. Well, we're giving it now. Okay, so we're not going to give for any of the others, just this no, one? No, just popcorn for Mortal uh, Kombat. Three and a half. Yeah, it's a three and a half for me, too. Okay. We, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. This is real roundup, damn it. I was just thinking every real roundup, we pick one movie that if you're only can see one, that's the one you should see. Oof. Which one is it and why is it Slacks? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Slacks is okay, <laughs> but honestly, I like the monster fights in Kong vs. Godzilla. Really? I liked Mortal Kombat. 
but both are great action flicks. They're both a great movie theater fare. A good two plus hours of your time. See it in IMAX. They're great. As much as I like a horror film, Unholy was just... Eh. It wasn't anything special. It was good and I had a good time. But maybe my uh, opinion is colored by the people that were next to us being rude AF. Yeah, and that... These children... That happens. I understand. They're teenagers and they're not going to be perfect movie watchers. But y'all don't have to take Snapchats during the movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's dark. You can't see shit. I mean, maybe that makes me old. You're a grandmother. There... There's nothing interesting in a movie. It wasn't just one. They took multiple Snapchats. Like, there was like four or five before I finally said something. Yeah, we wanted to snap the shit out of those kids. I just think that... What what different things are you sending your friends when you're doing the same pose in the same dark theater over and over again every ten minutes? Granted, that's one beautiful thing about HBO Max doing all that stream-at-home stuff is that most of these big blockbuster releases... You can watch it from home if you really don't want to deal with snot-nosed kids or maybe big I'm, crowds or Maybe whatever. it's like a challenge where see how many Snapchats you can take before the old people yell at you. It's like, I'm a murderer, motherfucker. And then some some guy next to us got like an emergency call during the middle of the movie, got up, left his drink and everything, and just left. We well, got a phone call. I saw him. his pocket started vibrating, and he got up, left, and did not come back. So I assumed it was an emergency call. And I assume he maybe he was a doctor or something, and that's why he left his phone on. That would make sense. He's on call, and he missed out on his movie. But that's enough of a a, a detour from what we were trying to do. I just thought it was, you know, get them the whole movie theater experience. Yeah, it's like sticky floors in the whole nine yards. How uh, rude is it when people just throw their popcorn everywhere and leave all their trash? I, we try to clean up our trash every time, but I know some people... Just like to dump it on the flow. I understand, like, you know, sometimes you're eating and it's dark so you drop popcorn and you don't see it. But it's like these people are trying to just make the biggest mess. Like, I've seen some things. It's like they turn the whole theater into their own smash cake. They're just like, blah, blah. Like, popcorn's damn expensive. You really gonna throw half your bucket on Ah, the floor? Popcorn is not expensive. They charge you for popcorn that is cheap. (laughs) Well, popcorn by itself, super duper that's cheap. That's true. But they'll charge you $7.85 for a damn bucket of popcorn. That's why we bought that bucket. Yeah, it's cheaper, but uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was, it was a nice roundup, I think, of all the things we, we watched this month. Follow us on Twitter, at RealRomanceUCPN, or go to our Instagram or TikTok, at RealRomance. Email us at RealRomancePod at gmail.com. Or if you want to get a hold of us through our personal stuff, I'm at Bob on Twitter and Brittany's at BookNerd528 on Instagram. Extended Family, Comic Crusaders, and Undercover Kate's Podcast Network, both two great sites that offer a lot, not only pop culture, but comics, books, horror, events coming up like conventions online. So just kind of keep your eyes peeled on that and we can keep track of what's going on. Did you have anything else? No, that's it. That's what I got for you today. All right, well, keep watching movies. Keep it real, catchphrase, and we'll uh, catch you next time when we talk about all the stuff we streamed. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Romance Season 3. Remember to follow us on all of our social media accounts and our affiliates at Undercover Capes Podcast Network and Comic Crusaders.